<laughs> Uh-oh. What's the matter, Travis? Looks like Peter got talked into playing a new game with Ivy and Flora. So? That happens all the time at the garage. You don't understand, Joel. This time, it's different. It can't be that different. Let me see. The human mind has always been fascinated by the strange and unknown. Oddities and mysterious stories thrill and excite. And this morning's tale is very strange indeed. Welcome to the Zone of Weirdness. Yeah, I hear ya. No, I got a paper to work on. Yeah, it's due tomorrow. Hungry? Uh, sure. If you wanted to bring something by the apartment, that would be fine. This is Pete Summers, a student at Tinkerton University. He's on his way home after a long day at school. But what happens next will shock and confuse. Yeah, I just got home. I'll see you in a couple of hours then. Okay, bye. Oh man, I left the lights on. Oh, there goes the electric bill. Wait, I didn't leave the TV on. Hello? Is there someone in here? Flora, turn that down. Your dad's home. Hey honey, how was class? Whoa! I'm sorry ma'am. I must have, uh... Wait, no! This is my house! What are you doing here? Oh no. Did you have another talk with your professor? I'm sorry, babe. Look, who are you? What are you doing in my apartment? Daddy! I'm glad you're home! Daddy? I'm not... You're not... I drew you a picture. See? It's you, me, and Mommy. And our apartment building. Very nice, dear. Daddy's a little tired. Can you go set the table? Okay. Then can we listen to the radio? That's a good idea. Yay! I don't know who you think I am, but I don't have a family. I'm a student. A student at the university. It's your fourth year, and soon you'll be graduating into the field you've always wanted. You've been talking about it for ages now, Pete. How... How did you know my name? Please. I think I'd have to know that after being married to you. Then what's your name? Honey, it's me. Ivy, are you feeling all right? No, actually, I'm not. I didn't think so. Come on, go into the living room and listen to the radio with Flora. Yeah, okay. Hey, Dad, you want to listen to the radio with me? Sure, kid. Then I've got to get started on my paper. All right, I'll start it up. Hey, kids, what's going on today? Well, we were playing house, but Peter's not cooperating. House? <laughs> My, it's been a while since I heard of that game being played. The kids still do that? Not if Peter doesn't shape up. <laughs> it is a game that takes a little bit of participation. Can you talk to him, you know, man to man? Peter's hardly a man, Flora. Look, do you want him to play with us or not, Ivy? Okay, he can try talking with him, whatever. I'll see what I can do. Where is he? Over there by the books. He's just been reading and listening to the radio all morning. I see. I'll be right back. Thanks. How's it going, Peter? Hey, Mr. Jacobs. I was just reading your books on strange stories. Are these real? Could be. The world is a strange place. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, I was talking to the girls and they wanted me to talk to you about maybe playing with them. Do I have to? Not if you don't want to. But seeing as you usually don't have a problem playing games with them, 
I thought I'd see if there was anything wrong. Not wrong. There's just a lot of rules. I mean, I guess the biggest problem is I'm not sure how the game works. I'd imagine it's just like all the other games you play. You use your imagination and pretend to be part of the family. Yeah, but how? They want me to play the part of the dad. I've never been a dad before. How do you play other games like cowboys, or astronauts, or ninjas? We kind of just do what we see in movies and shows and stuff. Sounds like a good place to start. All right. Thanks. So, did you convince him? I came as close as I'm going to, I'm afraid. Are you going to play with us, Peter? Yeah, for a little bit, I guess. Great. Thanks, Mr. Jacobs. You're welcome. Do you guys mind if I listen to the radio while you play? Go ahead. We'll just be listening to it in the background. After all, what's a house without something playing in the background? All right. Mr. Jacobs, I think we need you to talk with Peter again. Oh? Is he still not enthusiastic about playing house with you girls? I wouldn't say that. He's just not doing it right. Uh Uh-huh. And are you sure this is a Peter problem and maybe not an Ivy problem? Maybe you should take a look for yourself. All right. Hey, Dad, could you help me with my homework? Not now, kiddo. I'm a little busy watching the game. But you said you'd help me. And then we were going to go bike riding. Yep, that's great, kid. You want to give me another soda from the fridge? Hmm, I see what you mean. I would think that he's just being a jerk. But when we ask him why he's acting this way, he says that he's just doing what you told him to do. Yeah, I can see where he got this idea. You mean you did tell him that's how a dad's supposed to act? Uh, yes and no. I'll talk with him. Oh, Mr. Jacobs, thank goodness. Peter's messing up our whole game. I am not, Flora. I'm just acting like the dads I've seen in movies and TV, like Mr. Jacobs said. Yeah, I admit this is probably my fault. I should have given you a better example than what we see on the screen. Yeah, like the Bible. That should be full of examples of good dads. Mm, Yeah, I suppose it should be. Wait, it's not? Unfortunately, most fathers in the Bible weren't very good examples of what a good father looks like, Flora. Back in Genesis 25, we read that one of the Bible's most famous dads, Isaac, decided he liked his son Esau better than Jacob. This led to Esau almost killing Jacob, which I think you'd agree isn't what you'd expect from good parenting. Yeah, it's not the best look. I think you're right. What's more, even though this meant that Jacob had to flee for his life, when Jacob had a family of his own, he did what his dad did and had a favorite son which led to even more trouble. You're kidding. What about King David? He was a good king. He loved God a lot. That sounds like a good example to me. Perhaps, but when it came to being a good dad, David didn't do a great job. He may have loved all of his kids a lot, but he didn't teach them how to love God or punish them when they did what was wrong. And the Bible tells us all sorts of stories about how they did horrible things to each other, including killing each other. Wow. Yeah, that's not good. I don't get it. I thought we were supposed to read the Bible so that we can learn how God wants us to live. But all these great people messed everything up. How is this helpful? (laughs) It's helpful, Flora, because we can still learn from their mistakes. We need to not do what David did and teach kids how to love God. We need to not have favorites like Isaac and Jacob, but instead treat our kids fairly, loving them because they are gifts from God. Okay. I get all that, but 
Surely there are good examples in the Bible of good dads that we can learn from too. There are a few. And though one really obvious example comes to mind, I know there has to be more. While you keep thinking about that, can we listen to the radio? Oh, sure. That'd be fine. Okay, Mr. Jacobs, time's up. Yeah, you've had like a whole half an hour to come up with examples of good dads in the Bible. Fair enough. I have a few in mind. Okay, what's the first one? Only one of the most famous fathers of all time, Abraham. Abraham? Isn't he the guy that almost killed his son? He what? (laughs) There's a little more to it than that, Flora. Abraham was trusting God because God had promised to make his son great. And so when God asked him to give up his precious son, he did it. Okay. Weird first pick there, Mr. Jacobs. What are we supposed to learn from that? Obviously, God doesn't want us to hurt our kids. Even in the story, God stops Abraham from doing that. The most important lesson is parents need to trust God to keep their children safe. A lot of the time, us grown-ups feel like we need to keep our kids safe from everything, even God. Abraham shows us that God is the only one we can trust, and he is the one who will make our kids great. That's kind of cool. Sure, sure. So who's next? Well, Ivy, next we have a guy who lived around the same time as Abraham, and his name was Job. Job, huh? What book of the Bible is he from? I don't think I've heard of him before. He has his own book, the book of Job, between Esther and Psalms. Oh, kind of walked into that one. So what did he do? Well, there's a lot he did that was right. But the part that I thought about for this subject is he prayed for his kids all the time. Parents can't make their kids do what's right all the time, but they can pray. And God loves to answer those prayers. Yeah, and when us kids see our parents praying, we learn that it's important. Do you have any other examples of good dads, Mr. Jacobs? I have a couple, Peter. The next one is kind of special because he wasn't just a good dad, he was a good stepdad. What's a stepdad? It's when your mom marries someone other than your actual dad. Right. In this case, I'm talking about the famous dad named Joseph, the husband of Mary. Wait, like Christmas Mary and Joseph? Oh, Joseph was Jesus' stepdad? Exactly. Even though Joseph wasn't Jesus' actual father, he took care of him like he was, even going so far as to save Jesus' life when King Herod tried to kill him. That's pretty cool. So let's get this straight. A good dad trusts God with their kids, prays for their kids, and protects and cares for their kids. The ultimate dad. It's a good place to start. But there's another dad that we need to mention who is greater than all of those dads combined. Really? Who? I'll let you think that one over while I listen to another radio program. What? No fair. Okay, Mr. Jacobs, I give up. You give up? (laughs) What do you mean, Flora? I give up. I can't guess the dad in the Bible that's greater than all the other dads put together. Yeah, me either. You sure you can't guess? We're sure. All right. The greatest father of the whole world is God. God? But he's... Uh, Guys, we should have thought of him. Hey, you're the oldest around here, Ivy. We're just kids. Yeah, but that's cheating. Of course God is the ultimate father. He's God. We can't exactly beat that. No, but we can learn from him. Passages like Matthew 7 and Hebrews 12 tells us how God, as the best example for being a good loving father, gives us what we need to grow up to be like him. Okay, 
But what I meant was God is God. He's not like our actual dads. I know for a fact my dad isn't perfect. No human dad is. From the very first dad in the history of mankind to the dad holding their brand new baby right now, they all will mess up. But even if they aren't perfect, God tells us in several verses in the Bible that we need to show them respect. Because like everything else he has given us, they are a gift from him. That's not always easy. Maybe not. But it's a chance to become patient, loving, caring, and forgiving, which sounds like our Father in heaven. I guess I'm still not understanding how God can be our dad. If we already have dads, are there any Bible verses I can look up that can explain that a little better? Hmm. It is a tricky thing to explain, Peter. Um, how about 1 John 5 and John 1, 12 and 13? Those should be a good place to start. All right. I'll write those down on a sticky pad if that's okay. That's what they're here for. Thanks. So, I guess we're done playing house? Yeah, I'm bored with house. Besides, Mom wants me to get home before lunch so we can get ready for tomorrow. Why? What's tomorrow? Um, Father's Day? We're going to the zoo. Oh man, I had no idea that was tomorrow. I've got to go buy a card or something. I wonder if Sage knows. See you guys later. Mm, bye, Ivy. How about the rest of you? Sticking around? Nah, I'll be going too. You coming, Peter? Yeah, I'll be right there. I've just got to turn off the radio.